Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy this is professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast, where today we are covering part two of WCW Starcade 1991 Battle Bowl, the Lethal Lottery. Doc, I'm sitting here with you. We will announce at the top of the show. Uh, the superstar is not here, but have no fear if you're a patron, you're going to hear him on the, or, or you should. I shouldn't even promise it. You never know with him. You should hear him on the Heroes of Wrestling Patreon pay-per-view show that is uh, either already aired or will air uh, shortly after or before this. How are you, Doc? I'm doing great as always. I'm better than I'm doing way better than uh, than the Starcade is doing. Um, I guess they think that if they give this shit more names, it'll somehow cover up that it's stinky, uh, but that's not going to work. Um. Living the dream, brother. Where's the Where's the superstar? What's he got going on? Work related stuff. Uh, he actually work related. I got to give him credit. He actually called me 24 hours in advance and told me what was going on. I'm like, bro, you, you got to do what you got to do. And there was no way with your schedule, with the soccer, and you know, being father of the decade and everything going on in all of our lives. There's no way we can just reschedule it with him. Uh, I mean, we got a lot going on. I mean, look. We've been doing all these uh, Dark Side of the Ring episodes. We did an RIP for the Iron Sheik on, on our Patreon. Plus, we got the Dark Side of the Ring. We got, uh, by the time this airs, hopefully the people have heard the, the Dark Side of the Ring on the, the Grams because that episode airs tonight as we record this. So we got to get that recorded. Plus, I'm doing the Heroes of Wrestling. There was just no way we were going to get this rescheduled where all three of us were available. So uh, that said, it is what it is, and we'll always Bruh. proceed. You talk about that Father of the Year shit. Four games this past weekend, and you know that that, that them triple digits were in play. It's back, Mike. It's time for us to. I mean, maybe we need to have a conjugal visit with the BK walk-in cooler just to hang out and cool ourselves off. I, I, I actually, it's not a bad idea. Although we've been getting a break because we're getting a lot of rain lately too. So, but it's uh, uh, but but we're about to hit a hundred in a couple weekend. days. It's June. Yeah. This is some bullshit. I don't want to <laughs> do this anymore. <laughs> okay all right hey, hey i, I hey. do have we're, well real we got, quick before you, got you go a five to star review and i got a five star review don't you i do i want to say we're gonna talk i got some notes that i took from jr talking about star k91 i'm gonna bring that up shortly but we do have some five star reviews uh one of them is from uh dust dustic on uh apple he's overseas over in europe and uh for whatever reason 
it doesn't show up in America. So he sent me his via email and took a screenshot of it. And he wanted to say, only podcasts I Patreon, and it states, funniest team in wrestling, only dudes that get my money apart from via Amazon links. That link's been dead for quite some time, but we'll give you a pass, Dustic. <laughs> uh, Doc is a heel and needs to be stretched. <laughs> oh, yeah, I see that. Uh, Smoky Mountain awesomeness in the earlier episodes. Doc is actually a black guy called Shaquille, but his PhD is real. Mike is the cooking with Henny guy from YouTube. Hopper is a real wrestler. He's actually Batista's dollar store cousin, Lil Batista, as seen on Tiger King. Wow. I don't know if Harper would like that too much. But, I don't know. Uh, he, this boy's talking tough from the other side of the pond. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I believe he's in Poland, uh, for the record. Just wanted to put that out well, there. Well, we stand with our Polish friends as they uh, stand up to Russian aggression. There you go. Oh, uh, thank you, Dustin. I was just I talking about Nikolai Volkov. I, I don't know what you meant. Okay. Thank you, sir. I appreciate the five-star review. Appreciate you being a Patreon member and a longtime listener of this show. Doc, you got a five-star review, too, on Apple. This one on this side of the pond. Uh, somebody yeah. who doesn't live too far from either one of us, but uh, go ahead. Well, far enough, and that's why we have a gate out front to uh Okay, nobody sure needs to hear about your moat. We're, not, we're here for the five-star review. <laughs> Electric your... eels, bro. Uh, well... Mikey and DFW, you know, and it's good when these guys who grandstand a lot like they're big shots in the BTT world uh, put their money where their mouth is and uh, help out the show for a change. Um, BTT shows you how it's done between Harper's wildlife escapades, (laughs) Doc working the marks into a shoot, And Mike working stiff on property taxes and landscaping. This trio gets more tang than Ricky Morton and Stan Lane in 1987. These industry insiders covered the events right down the middle while hilariously calling it in the ring. And have you checked out the Patreon content? Well worth the investment. It's all a work, brother, except for this show. BTT is a shoot. Now that's how you write a review. You... And do you notice? And do you notice? Like, I have a feeling we have like one of the highest percentages in the industry of people who don't Patreon or patron anybody else but a single source patrons is what I feel like we have a whole bunch of. Yeah, I think you're on to something when you say that. And we don't take that for granted. We don't, we don't, we understand. That there's a lot of free content out there, that there's a lot of jabronis in the podcasting world, and and for somebody to come out of pocket and pay for things, we try to make it worth everybody's while. I mean, I can't wait to hear this Heroes of Wrestling. Harper's going to have a fucking fit. Well, it's funny you say that, because last night when he called me, and I was like, look, it's two two and a half hours. I said, Harper, I, I, I know you long enough to know. Jesus. I don't know if you're going to watch the whole thing. But if you do anything, watch the last hour. Because that's the Jake stuff. That's when it event. starts to fall apart horribly. Yeah. I'm like, dude, you, you got to watch that shit. And he said he was. So that's that. Hey, you, you missed one thing on Mikey's uh, five-star review. The title of it, I know it got cut off on yours. I can see it on mine. It says... 
BTT shows you how the cow eats the cabbage. Uh, R.I.P. Tracy Smothers, because that's his. That's song. right. I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. I didn't have that. So, uh, how the cow but, eats the cabbage. All right. Um. But yeah, Doc. So, uh, we talked about Patreon. Hey, do me a favor. Consider becoming a patron. Tinyurl.com/slash/PatreonBTT. Look, we got. We've done two Dark Side of the Rings as of us recording this. There may be another uh, coming out uh, after. We're going to be watching is, tonight. Yeah, uh, we got to see the Graham so that we can record that uh, in a couple of days and put that out. Yep. Maybe some other gentleman wrestler will die between now and then. We'll have oh, to. Don't R. say R. that. You, I mean, we need content. No, we don't. No, no, we don't need no. people to die for us to get content. Come on now, okay. uh, Iron Sheik. One, that's we, just an added benefit. You mean? It's not even a benefit. I mean, oh. but R.I.P. Iron Just, Sheik. You so know what you're saying is we cover the event when it happens. Yeah, we, when, it, when it happens, we cover the event. I mean, the, the worst show we ever had to do was Jay Briscoe dying five minutes before. God, we, that was like, are you freaking kidding me? And that's the big one. That's the that's the one that I still come back to. Like I'll be out for a run or something and listen to a wrestling podcast. And, and they'll mention Mark Briscoe, and I'm like, damn, Jay Briscoe's dead. And, and you know, he had – nobody wants to have their loved ones die, but the Sheik got 81 years out of this thing. You know, that that's not promised. And so at least when he passed away – and I know that hurt his family. He They could they could take solace. He lived a long life. But well, Jay I always got, say, man. Jay got take – and some of these other gentlemen wrestlers that do dumb shit, you know, they shouldn't die, but, you know – at least there's a there's a causal reason, but man, Jay just got hit by somebody who crossed the 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 two lane the two yellow lines in the road. Man, it sucks because you it's like you you're um I I I know this probably isn't like the right way to look at it, but this is how I look at it. When I when people live past like the normal human life expectancy and for an American citizen, like I don't know what it is seventy five seventy six years whatever it is. So you got the guy like the Iron Sheik, and he lives to 81. I'm like, you're sad, but he lived a full life. So I feel like his book, open, you know, close, it, it was full. When somebody like Jay Briscoe dies and leaves, the, it's like the middle of their story is cut off. That I know that's probably oversimplifying it because it just sounds like it is as I say it. But it sucks because the dude was so young, man. Um, but anyway, we, we, we cover the event like Doc says. So all that stuff on Patreon, tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. We've really been kicking out a lot of Patreon content between the uh, world-class shows, the NWA power shows with the little fella and half, uh, little fella sparks and half pint. Uh, I made it sound like those three people, JV and Mike Pru on the ECW shows. And then Doc and I on the dark side of the ring episodes, uh, all tons of stuff. Lance and I with the world-class shows, man, there has been so much stuff put out last week we had we had dark side of the ring and iron chic dropped on friday this week if we get everything recorded like we're supposed to do world class will drop on friday <laughs> dark side will drop on friday and heroes will drop either on friday or saturday so it's kicking we're kicking it out man tinyurl.com slash patreon btt is the only way you can listen and watch the video versions of these what we do so please become a patron at tinyurl.com slash patreon btt uh, Doc, I did want to ask you a question. Did you uh, happen to catch that um, tweet that I sent you about uh, Van Hammer 
Uh, did you happen to catch oh. that on Twitter? John Madden recognizing Van Hamrell on Thanksgiving Day, 1998, when the Vikings played the Cowboys? Yeah, I saw that. So, do you think somebody fed him that line, or he really knew who Van Hammer was? Man, he spent a lot of time in that bus. You don't know what he was doing in there. Maybe he was watching some gentleman wrestling. Um, yeah, it just seemed like he's like... Hey, you know who that guy was, Pat? That's Van Hammer. He's a professional wrestler. <laughs> so I wanted to mention this because someone else who's got a PhD, our, our longtime Patreon member of BTT Hall of Famer, Ruben Espinosa, the, the gentleman who back in the day, Doc, actually taught, he, he shared it with us. He taught a, a college class on pro oh, wrestling. Yeah. Remember, yeah. Ruben is the one who found that. Now, months ago, he emailed me and he's like, Mike, do you remember? And I go, man, I said, I watch a lot of football, but I do not remember that. And I watched that game. I remember that game vividly. I yeah, know you but if too. it's Thanksgiving, you got a bunch of family that's like, I, I, I just might go get some more of that fruit salad. <laughs> man, shut the fuck up. I'm trying to watch this game. <laughs> right. So he told me. He he didn't know it was that game. He told me months ago, he's like, I swear to God, Van Hammer, Madden recognized him. Well, he said he was just randomly watching some old NFL games on YouTube. Uh, he's out, out, out of school for the summer, and he said he stumbled upon it, and he immediately sent it to me, and I clipped it and put it on Twitter. I thought that was ridiculous. I mean, we kick Van Hammer in the shins all the time. But Jesus Christ, he had the great John Madden mention his name on Thanksgiving Day with probably 20 million fucking people watching him. Can you believe that? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. And more people were watching it back then than now because you had less channels. I mean, it was, <laughs> you know, uh, even <laughs> anyway. Plus, I'm not a Cowboy fan, but everybody's yes, watching the Cowboys on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, All right. One of, hey, hey. I want to say something real quick. Uh, we need to bestow. You don't like to do stuff like this, so I'm going to do it for you. <clears throat> On behalf of the BTT Army, we need to uh, give you congratulations, Menace. No, I'm scared to know where this is going. Well, no, seriously. You you uh, recently shepherded another human being through the act of graduating uh, high school, correct? Yeah, he thinks he's grown now. Uh... Yeah, well, I mean, technically, yeah, but that's yeah. quite an that's quite an achievement. I mean, y your kid is obviously coming from meager beginnings and overcoming that, uh, and having to deal with you. And so we for for um, on behalf of all the army members, let me just say congratulations to Mrs. Menace, Sasha Menace, for uh, making sure that uh, little Menace was uh, on the straight and narrow. Sure. I had no part in it, right? I got you. You were too busy putting out all this patron content. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, when you're building a podcast empire, you can't you can't parent as as I, well. I don't know, man. Plenty of nights when I don't sleep sleep much when I'm doing a whole bunch of stuff. Did you cry notes. at the graduation ceremony? No, 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 no. She did, but I was it was just man, the years fly by, man. I don't know how else to say it, dude. They uh they evaporated on you. One day they're Speak one, and the next day they're 18. Well, speaking of years passing by, this is the last recording for the year 1991 that we will do. Next week we will start the year 1992. Uh, we will. I, 
I would say that with fur- no further ado, we need to get to the business at hand and uh, finish this bullshit up. I need to shout out one person. One last God. thing before we get into the main show. Shout out to David Ford. He's a BTC Hall of Fame member. He lost his mother a few weeks ago. Really good man. He is, you probably remember his name, Doc. He's made about six or seven passes through the Smoky Mountain podcast episodes. And he's made multiple passes through the NWA and WCW ones. And uh, he drives a bus. So he's got plenty of time to listen to audio. And we're always in his ears. And I just wanted to mention him. I've been there. Keep your head up. Uh, So BTT sends its condolences on the loss of your mom. I know it ain't easy, uh, but keep your head up. David Ford, really good dude. Uh, Always uh, interacts with the show. Good man. So uh, just wanted to send it out to him. And on that note, uh, we'll try to get through a rather depressing (laughs) second half, second half of Starcade 91, Doc. Hey, Doc, I I did a little research, man. You believe that? I actually did some work on this show. It's shocking. Yeah. I did some research. So I went back last week after we recorded and I listened to JR's show with old Connie on Starcade 91 on Grilling JR. And Jim Ross, I got some notes here, and just stop me when you want to interject. Jim Ross called this a gimmicked show. And I mention this because I know people who don't hate Battle Bowl. And uh, <laughs> it's just, I hate it. <laughs> and and I know people from our listeners, some of them, and say, man, y'all kind of be a little too hard on this thing. But Jim Ross himself was not impressed with this. So he said that. Also, on the topic of Van Hammer being pushed at this time, he says, we were throwing stuff up against the wall and seeing what could stick. Mm. And then he says about Van Hammer, too much too soon. He needed to be off camera, fine tuning his gimmick, and not on national TV. Well, uh, couldn't couldn't say that any better. And my <clears throat> what people need to understand is the nuance of why I'm hard on Sting. Sting and Van Hammer are not in the same conversation. Sting had a chance. Van Hammer was a sorry if you're listening van that character was a buffoon and <laughs> you weren't in a position to do anything about it. yeah uh, here's I just another. Like, I don't like the character sting I don't have a problem with Steve Borden and he was capable of having good matches I don't think he was capable of care if of being the quarterback or the head, you know. Oh, just wait. We're gonna talk about Sting tonight. We gonna we got a lot. To well, talk and about this Sting. is just a, this is on the surface. It seems interesting because of all the opportunity for mismatches and craziness. But where this insults my intelligence is that we actually have a really amazing heel stable that just got off the ground that ought to be hotter than six suns baby and and we ought to have something at the flagship ppv to 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 further that and and they just work it into a lather this feels like taking a detour getting this feels like this feels like when you're making good ass time on the highway 
and one of your bratty ass children or snotty ass wife is like, let's stop and sit down and have a meal somewhere. Well, speaking of um, putting the brakes on things, <laughs> Jim Ross had a few other things to say. I got a couple more bullet points here. He says, it's kind of hard to get someone to pay for a pay-per-view when they don't actually know what they're going to see. Ding, ding. You know? Then he says, two more points, he didn't 100% commit to it, but he said, I think this was Dusty Rhodes' idea. So while you and I and Harper last week were kind of kicking herd in the shins, JR kind of puts this on Dusty. So, you know, even good minds have bad ideas sometimes. And then the last thing of they, note. They aren't all winners. Nah, it's part of it. The last thing of note. So him and Conrad, like, they're running through the matches, like, just real quick when they're reviewing it. They actually spent more time going over the background of stuff than he did actually the matches. Jim Ross says says it without directly. He's like, these matches are just meh. I mean, you could just tell. He's just like, oh, he's just like mailing it in. And then he had his last note about the Eligante match. He He was being too nice, but he goes, they put Eligante in that match because the other three guys could hide him. <laughs> um, it just, JR, he comes across as a curmudgeon sometimes, I think, but I really felt his pain talking about this show again after all these years because it, it just wasn't what it was as we now get into this thing. So any other thoughts on JR's well, points and, before and we jump I into like it? I like the way JR, I listen to JR's podcast most of the time. I can't do that 2000 to 2010 pay-per-view review. I don't give a shit. But when he goes back and talks about WCW, first of all, he's pretty honest about what he remembers and what he doesn't because the shit was a long time ago and he's an old man. Yeah. I mean, shit, I'm starting to, I went back to my high school recently when I took Latrell to a track meet and I was like, do I remember this the way it really was? I mean, shit, you start, it's like, hmm. But I think he really does address it in a way that is, well, when, you know, maybe what he thought was a good idea at the time in 91, 92 when he went to WWF and, and learned a different way on how to do things, come back and go, man, we weren't, we didn't have a chance. Yeah. And there's no, and my whole indictment of all of this that will be carried out in the final grade is there's a fuckload of talent on this pay-per-view that's just put in wrong positions. Wrong position or no position whatsoever. Right, exactly. Which is, you know, the, the, yeah. The opposite of, of that is, you know, is love and hate and apathy. <laughs> yeah. You know? All right. So we'll get into it now. Now, remember, we've covered several matches so far. So I want to remind everyone Bagwell and Garvin, Austin and Rude, Kazmaier and Liger, Dustin and Morton, Luger and Arn, Steamboat and Champion have all moved on to Battle Bowl. So we got 12 slots filled. We still got eight more to go. Um, just, just hearing that again, Kazmaier and Liger is like, what the piss are we doing? That's, you know, we talked about that last week though. So we jump into the first tag match here and Magnum pulls the cards out of the, out of the spinner because it's a lottery sting and Abdullah, the butcher 
are picked to be a team versus Brian Pillman and Bobby Eaton. So are you going to pull and, up the video here or no? Oh, shoot. I'm not sharing it. Jesus Christ. What a show. You know what's funny? The listeners can see it because I got the video version open. You can't. Well, I don't give a shit. I got timestamps. Whatever. I mean, fuck it. Let's just hit the tagline. All right. So Sting and Abdullah are tagging. Well, Abdullah says the hell with this tag team shit. He's got his witch doctor Kane, and he immediately walks out as Sting is on the ring apron. And he just starts beating the shit out of Sting. He's like, fuck it. I'm going to beat Sting's ass. Um, but Pillman hits the ring or the ramp and he starts beating Abdullah with the cane. And it feels he like this is right almost there. one of the most, what'd you say? He hit him in the neck right there on that first one. And yeah. He's whacking him pretty good. He's, he's <laughs> teeing off on Abdullah with that, with that bat, man. He's, 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 he's beating his ass. Um, and it froze up on my end. I don't know why. Oh, there it is. It's, uh, it's going now. So doc, I, what do you have from this thing? I actually think this matchup is kind of interesting because Abdullah came out of the box to get Sting, and so this is the kind of wackiness that could happen in Battle Bowl, I guess. Um, so sure, why not? And I like him attacking Sting because that's all in character after the last match. Um, but my thing about that is, is that they because they didn't build enough stakes in what winning Battle Bowl can give you. Pillman interrupts and attacks Abdullah. But if this was for some real shit, would you? Well, it made sense because Abdullah is on the other team. It's like Abdullah and Sting are teammates, so it would make so, yeah, sense. Yeah, why won't I go to the ring and let them fight outside the ring and get counted out? Oh, or you could do that if the bell rings. Yeah, I see that. See that? But that's a, the great point that you make. That's exactly why, as you and I talk about this, it doesn't make sense. Right. It puts people in bad decision in, in bad right. positions to do things that don't make sense. That don't make sense, and that don't, there's no logic to it. Um. So yes, Pillman's a, a good guy because he saved his buddy. Totally get that. Totally understand it. But, you know, look, I'm not going to sell you out to the, to Johnny Law for five bucks. But if the reward is, you know, five million, sorry about that, buddy. Right. Yeah. It's just a, it doesn't make sense. Um, Pillman body slams Abdullah. And the camera completely misses it. It happened already right here as we're watching it. It's already happened. And the reason you know it happened is because they call it and the crowd comes unglued. And you hear JR call it, but the production missed it. So it like happens like, here, I'll play the audio. Bring Eaton right out to the floor. Sting and Eaton on the floor. Eaton the of the eyes. Listen to the crowd. It's coming. But the crowd is looking at Eaton and Sting on the outside. I mean, the camera has Eaton and Sting on the outside. So we don't even see it. And then Pillman splashes Abby. It, it, it just. <laughs> oh, WC. So we think man. enough of the little fella to let him slam the big fella, but not push him or show it. 
Yeah, I, I don't think it's a push issue. It's just a production issue. <laughs> I mean, how do you miss that, man? You heard that crowd. Like, they're being quiet, and then they pop. It's like, oh, yeah, we missed that. Yeah, because, of course, why not, right? Uh, anyway, there is... um. Sting is in like an abdominal in an abdominal stretch and he looks like to about to be ready to to like almost pile drive Bobby. I don't know what was going on here. There's a botch. You could see it on the video. Uh I had that timestamp. I have no clue what the hell somebody missed something there. That's all I'm gonna say. And I'm gonna say it wasn't Bobby Eaton, just because Bobby's one of the greatest workers ever. Um all four guys end up in the ring. Cactus ends up in the ring. Yeah, Cactus. My he note accident- was that my note was is that here that that was Sting's attempt to kill Bobby Eaton. <laughs> Hopefully not. Cactus accidentally hits Abdullah. Uh, Sting then hits Eaton with a crossbody, and Sting is going to pin Bobby Eaton. He caught Bobby Eaton really weird on that crossbody. And uh, so Sting and Abdullah win, and they're going to go to Battle Bowl. And Pillman, this is why it's weird. He stands on the outside and just lets it happen. He's watching it. He could have made the save, but he was like, eh. And it just, I don't blame Pillman. It just makes it look low rate. Like, why? And, I, I you know, I'm sorry because we're sounding, we're repeating ourselves from last week, but it's. Why, Doc? Bro, I don't remember a damn thing we said last week, so it's all new to me. It's the same shit. Well, yeah, that's not my fault. All I'm doing is calling the action. If it's the same shit, then it's their fault. Now look at these assholes. (laughs) Wait, I had a note. Abdullah and, and, and Cactus are fighting up the ramp, and Cactus falls off the ramp. Watch Abdullah as he gets down off the ramp. He just took a butt bump to get... Big Rolly Look at Rip Polly. Rogers there on the security detail. And Joey Max is down there too. <laughs> oh my God. I can't with this. All right. Well, let's keep moving. Anything else before we go well, along? I, you know, these two clowning it up and fighting is probably. Entertaining. Some kind of tie just got grabbed by yeah. Mitt. Sure did. But that's the enhancement talent down there. You, Joey Mags was on the far right just now as this is happening. So the and that's last just Doug, that might have been Doug Dillinger that got hit, to be honest with you. Rip Rogers was in the last inter- pay-per-view carrying down the Egyptian box or whatever that Luger yeah. came out of. Now he's on security detail. Can't we get this motherfucker a match? <laughs> Put him in the lethal lottery shit. If Buddy Parker uh-huh. can be, why can't Rip Rogers? Yeah, you're not going to hear an argument from me. Well, we'll continue. Magnum and Missy are now going back into the box or the rolling thing, and they're going to pick four new names. And the names they pick, Big Van Vader and Mr. Hughes are going to take on Rick Steiner and the Night Stalker, who is mm. subbing for an injured diamond stud. Now, we haven't seen Night Stalker in an actual match since late 1990. I did look up to see if he appeared in 91, and the only thing that I could find was, and I don't even know if this is true, but it says it in the records, that he was one of the ghouls at ringside during Havoc 91. So I guess that is possible. 
I believe it. Anyway. But where's Ox Baker and where's his phony... Axe? What, yeah, whatever that is. So we're going to keep the theme going and we're going we're gonna to waste three talents here. Well, I guess I can include the Night Stalker. Mr. Hughes, who's a bumping-ass big man and really doing some good work these days, is, I think. Vader, we know his history, and Rick Steiner. We're going to waste them in this match. Why not? Because why not? The match goes maybe about five minutes or so. <laughs> Any thoughts on this match, Doc? Well, my first thought was is that I was ready to see Rick Steiner and Vader throw some bombs. Did you see that? I don't know. Not really. <laughs> Bruh, at one point in this match, because, you know, this is when JR was given everybody's credentials. Michigan and Colorado and all this shit. JR was like, Night Stalker played football at Florida State. I don't know if I knew that. If it's true. I don't want to know that. He's the Night Stalker. He's supposed to be mysterious. Yeah, I guess you're right. He wasn't James Night Stalker. It didn't say Night Stalker across the back of his number 57 jersey. Don't tell me okay. Abdullah played, you know, power forward for the University of Toronto. Yeah, I, I, I got you. No, it makes sense. But I wouldn't put Night Stalker in the Abdullah or Cactus type persona. I guess he's, I don't blame JR. He's just trying to build this dude up. It's really hard to blame him. What's really, wrong with really Scott hard Hall? I, they just said he was hurt. I didn't, I didn't look into it any deeper than that. They just said he was hurt. Can oh, I, I get one for, they're right here. Mm-hmm. Maybe not right here. Well, no, I was about to go, in, I was about to go into the finish because. No, 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 go back. I'm going back. When they collide, Steiner and No, and it's Hughes? Rick Steiner. You said your timestamps were different. Rick Steiner muscled Vader over at one point. Okay, what's what timestamp you got? I'll try to find 141.53. All right. So let's do this. Probably coming up. Was it when he brought him into the ring or another time? I don't know. It said he muscled. They, watch this. Yeah, he's going to suplex him into the ring. You're coming in. Yeah. That, he's a, <laughs> that wasn't pretty, but how strong did Rick Steiner have to be right there? I, I, we say it all the time when we talk about Rick and Scott. They have strength that they can put you where they want you to be without they got you farm assisting boy them. strength mixed with actual wrestling skills that make right. them ridiculous. Right. They will put you where they want you to be, not where you think you're going to go, where you want to go. They don't need you. They don't need you to help them. They're just going to do it. I still have that visual of Scott picking up Ole. Right. Like right. He just, Scott just, me and Steiner collide violently, carry it off the top rope. Hughes staggers, drops Hughes over the top rope. Vader, Larry. Steiner hits a bulldog on Hughes. Steiner goes to pin Hughes. Vader hits another lariat on Night Stalker. Vader is pinning Night Stalker at the same time while Steiner is pinning Hughes. 
But because Vader and Night Stalker are illegal, Vader and Hughes end up winning. And it was sloppy. There, the timing on it was bad. Night Stalker was messed. Night Stalker really messed up the finish. He's all out of position. If I'm gonna put it on anybody, it'd probably be him. He's just out of position. And uh Hughes and Vader move on to Battle Bowl. And when I tell you this crowd was dead, they were dead. Well, they haven't built Vader up, and people want to see the Steiners go over at this point. I, I, I hard to blame them. And yes. maybe we shouldn't have this much Gaga with guys that don't work together. You know, I, I got to give Conrad credit. When him and JR were covering this, Conrad says after the first match, which I forget, Who? Smothers and Garvin. Who's that? You heard me. After the first match, he's like, okay, we've seen that. How many more combinations of shit that we haven't seen are we really going to get excited about? I mean, it's it's a fact. Like, it's true. Because here we go again. Four more guys are chosen. Scott Steiner and Firebreaker Chip now versus Arachnaman and Johnny B. Bad. Now, we got essentially Johnny B. Bad's a baby face now. We got four baby faces. And look, I, I love Dusty Rhodes and we've questioned his booking at times, but if this is indeed his idea... This might be the bottom of the barrel of putting four guys together. And these are four really good eh, Steiner and Arachna man for sure. And Johnny B. Bad. I don't know where Firebreaker Chip falls in this, but what are we doing? I, I, four, I mean, what am I? Four baby faces. We can't even get heat in this shit, man. So, uh, Doc, do you have anything from this besides them laying on a mat? And I mean, I don't. I don't. Forty. I have one forty-seven fifteen. I need a volume. I might went too far. Hold on. W souvenirs. Keep going. Yeah, right there. Always right available there. wherever you see uh, World Championship Wrestling. Oh, hush, Tony. Well. <laughs> Let me say this about Go this match. All four men came out of the same dress. It's, uh, for whatever reason, the player is really delayed when I click. Whatever. It's Make it happen. giving me some problems. All right, let's try it again. Seen tonight, there's a flamboyant Johnny B. Bad, who will be uh, joining forces with Arachnaman. Big crowd on hand. Casey Compton, director of merchandising, doing well tonight. A lot of fans wearing uh, Starcade shirts, WCW souvenirs. Always available wherever you see uh, World Championship Wrestling. Oh, hush, Tony. Well, let me say this about this match. All four men came out of the same dressing room. Still listening? Johnny B. Bad, who... We had a director of merchandise that he mentioned. What about him? I thought we I thought we didn't do any merchandising until Bischoff showed up. You, you liked you liked to, well Bischoff is here, but you you really like to keep bringing that up. Can you explain Bischoff to the people? To, Bischoff likes to take credit, as do all. It's not just Bischoff. He's an he's an easy target. All <laughs> these guys like to talk about what they built. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. You built it all with your bare hands from scratch. I mean, I just think you have to give the background. Like you listen to Bischoff a lot over the years and you've heard Bischoff say, you know, I, I can hear him saying it because I've heard him say it a few times. WCW, before we got before I got there, they, they didn't do merch. And I'm like, maybe they weren't really good at merch, but there was merch before you arrived. Now, if you want to have a discussion about how profitable the merch was and did the guys get paid off the merch, that's another story. But there was merch like there was merch in 86. I've seen the friggin T-shirts. I've seen the commercials for the T-shirts. Well, there was horseman and, and vitamins he, before you, Bischoff. They didn't make money off of them. And Arn, is, Arn has even said, I don't know what was in those vitamins, and I never saw a dollar off of it. But there was merch. Man, they... He also will tell you that the NWO was better than the horsemen. Because he believes yeah. that. I, I don't even get mad at him for that, because he he just doesn't know what he doesn't know. Right. You and I have the have the have the benefit of having experienced both of those things, one in the 80s and another in the 90s. And we saw them both at their height, the NWO and the Horsemen. And I'm sorry. The business popped with the Monday Night Wars, but you can't compare the NWO to the Horsemen. Okay, that we don't need to go down that rabbit trail was a force um, of nature. Did you notice that that Johnny B Bad's wearing rouge? Um oh I I didn't but yeah. I mean he's always got makeup on though. Yeah, I know. Is that a rib on wrestlers? Is what a rib on wrestlers? Having to wear makeup like that. I it could have been a rib, but I just think Dusty was like, "Yeah, boy, look like uh, you know, he he, he looks like uh, what's his name?" So we gonna we gonna you know, we gonna put some makeup on him. I mean, I, I got I, a I got a question for you as we start to sniff on 1992. How much longer we got to put up with peanut spider the peanut spider? Um, I don't think this goes on too much longer because. It's going to end rather quickly. What is he going to be next? I think he's Brad Armstrong next. What a sh- <laughs> what a fresh idea. Yeah. Boy, you want to talk about a guy that they just, just treated wrong, man. We've litigated that, though. He got every bad gimmick. Goddamn Candyman, as Tony Schiavone used to say. Goddamn God Candyman. Damn. Goddamn Candyman. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah. All right, uh, Doc. I'm going to go to the finish of this thing if you don't have anything else. I have no idea what happened because it's been a while since I've seen it, but I did write down that it was a good finish. Yeah, so watch it. Here it comes. Arachnaman is <laughs> running the ropes, and Scott Steiner just levels him with a lariat, and he bumps as only he can. Arachnaman then tilt the world slam, takes it beautifully. Johnny B. Bad with a slam. The crowd is enjoying it. Give Scott credit. He's firing him up because he knows how to freaking work. Uh, Man kicks Scott in the head. Man goes to the top rope. Uh, Scott Steiner catches him overhead mm. belly to belly. One, two, three. Beautiful. Look at the crowd and how they reacted to this versus that last terrible That's finish. That's right. 
So Scott Steiner and Firebreaker Chip move on. See, Any I would have had. Stock? I would have booked something where Rick and Scott were on different sides, and they just sort of like beat the crap out of each other, like brothers would do. Not because we're mad, just like we used to in the backyard. Slambury ninety six. I think at Slambury ninety six. They did something like that. I don't they were they still the... doing Slamboree in 96. Jeez. I think it was nice. I was there because it was in Baton Rouge. Um, Made the big drive in. Yeah, I went with did, a bunch of. Get trans? Uh, bunch of. No, no, no. I went with a bunch of bunch of dudes. Um, I, I'm sure you did. Took a ride up there. I think it was Slamboree 96. Uh, I think so. And Yeah. They, they did something like that where they were on opposite teams. Let's continue, though. The next match, we get some names picked, and it is Ron Simmons and Thomas Rich versus Steve Armstrong and PN News. This is Simmons' first match since Halloween Havoc. JR mentions he broke his wrist, and, his, and it's his first match back. Uh, Rich and Simmons seem to argue a little, trying to figure out who's going to start this. And Tony says, you know, Ron should actually like that Rich is his partner here because Thomas Rich is a former NWA world champion. And he's the greatest NWA world champion ever. I was thinking, I, I was thinking maybe Rich could be like, hey, hey, I could, Ron, now I, I can show you how to win the strap. Ron is not doing that to win the strap. I'm sorry. Pull that, just, just either Stop. you pull. You you pull down your bridge or or Stop. have him pull down his and what? Come on. Shivani's like Shivani's like why is PN News surprised <laughs> when he was the last guy left? It's true. Like like how much how long there's nobody else to be picked. Why are you what do you think? And this is not the way to finish strong, although I don't know how you would. This is terrible, man. This is so terrible. I don't and, I don't have nothing against either. I, honestly, I don't hate Tommy Rich. I got nothing against these four guys, man. This is just, what are we doing? And they went like 12 minutes. Yeah. Because, like, oh. do you remember? I was looking at this. Why is Tommy Rich clapping on the outside? Get the... Remember what, two years ago when Tommy Rich was in shape? Yeah, I remember when he first came back and he he went through this phase where, man, he had leaned up, man. I mean, he wasn't, like, bulky, but he had, like, his midsection, he was leaned up. He, you know, trimmed down a lot. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. I don't have any more <laughs> not, notes from this match. Not, not at now. This point, <laughs> at this point, I was just like... <sighs> Why are we the, doing any of this? The, here's the look. I I don't know if I said this last week or not. You get to a point with this, and it's like shit's all blurring two, together. Two things happen. One, I'm tired of seeing tag matches, oh. and two, I'm tired of seeing mixed matched tag matches that don't matter. Well, if we were fighting for $10 million, I might get interested, but we're not. Well, we're fighting for a chance to get a no, shot at the world title. Are we? 
Well, that's what they said. Maybe. We'll see. All right. All right. So the way this thing ends, Tommy Rich makes a hot tag to Ron Simmons, who hits Armstrong with a power slam and then News with a body slam. And then Simmons hits Armstrong with a spine buster. One, two, three. Armstrong is pinned. So Ron Simmons and Thomas Rich win. And Simmons reluctantly high fives Rich. They are on to Battle Bowl. They're so, on the they're on the trajectory right now. They're ready to go. What are we going to win? Hey, brother, are we if we win this Battle Royal, do we win blowjobs? What's wrong with you? Now, do we got to give them or we get them? I mean, oh, that's an important oh, see, you that's see? an important distinction, brother. <laughs> I mean, I've been on both sides of that, and I got to tell you, you want to get that figured out. Up front. You are, you are a moron. What is wrong with you, man? I mean, you ever been where you're taking down your britches because you think you're about to get one, but then you, the other person's taking down their britches so they could get one. <sighs> then you just start <laughs> fighting like you got lightsabers and shit. You ever done that? That's pretty fun, too. All right. I can't anymore with you, man. Uh, hey, man, Harper's not here. I got to do something. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Do I need to go over who's in no. Battle Bowl? Okay. Nobody gives well, a shit. Okay. We're looking up on Wikipedia if you're wondering who's all in this. Hey, shit. here's a spoiler alert. There's 20 motherfuckers in this thing, and Sting's one of them. Who do you think's going to win? All right. So... Here's Battle Bowl. Remember, this is the part that Harper was having a hard time understanding yesterday. All men start in one ring. Yesterday, last week is what I mean. So everybody starts in one ring. You get eliminated by being thrown over the top rope, just like in most Battle Royals. But there's a big difference. The difference is, this one, in this one, you are in one ring. You get thrown to ring two. So you start in ring one, you get thrown to ring two. And then from ring two, you are thrown over the top rope. And boy, that triggered Hard Body Harper last week. Mm-hmm. As he turned into Deep State Harper on us again. This is terribly overbooked. So For, for reasons that don't matter. I, I want to say this. They make the intros and Sting comes out last. And Doc, you can bury Sting all you want. Okay. He gets a reaction every time from the people. Every time. And it was no different here. When he came out, they were ready. Okay. Now, I kind of equate the way they do this to like a double elimination tournament. Do you look at it kind of like that? I don't even get that that much thought about it <laughs> um all i'm saying so, is these are the 20 guys that were thinking as, as they're walking down that aisle these 20 guys are thinking those 20 guys are in the back already getting their drink on and i gotta go wrestle in this bullshit battle royal you get paid the same amount for working twice right and so yeah. by the time i get back those sons of bitches are gonna have drained the cooler and there ain't going to be nothing left. And we got to get like, a shower. And then we got to find a place to go buy some beer. 
And they're all going to be drunk, and I'm not. And that's bullshit. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. If Robert Fuller was a wrestler during this time period in WCW, and I know he's not. I'm just saying if. And they told Robert Fuller, yeah, we got to get you to work twice tonight. Ooh, You're going to go over and attack. Okay, I thought you. That was I too thought... much work for this here job. All right. I was waiting on one more thing. He's in the back when they give him the orders. And he says, that's too much work for this job. As he opened up his beer cooler and pulled out a, a Coors Yellow Belly yep. to suck on down. Right? Well, and I would have loved to see one of these gentlemen wrestlers like a Tommy Rich. As soon as they ring the bell, just do a dive over the rope into the second ring. Like, why not? Like, he was just in a match. Why not? Why not have Tommy Rich just dive over there and rest? Well, it's ironic you say that, and I totally agree. Why not just be the first one into ring two? Because you can and get I'll a rest. I'll be honest with you: the guys didn't know the rules to this match either, because they were throwing motherfuckers over the top to the to the ramp. They sure were. So they didn't. They know. sure were. Well, you bring up bring up the next point. So if you look at the video version, if you're on Patreon, Tommy Rich is the first person to go into ring two. The other 19 guys are in ring one. And then I started going, so hold on. Tommy Rich's reward for being the first guy into ring two is, well, I can just sit down and get my rest and catch my breath. He's literally waiting for someone else to hit ring two. So the logic of ring two kind of doesn't make sense either. Hey. Oh, it, hey, it didn't. I mean, hey, either. It just never did. I, I'm, I'm going to come over here and catch my breaths. I got Dude. a little winded with all this activity and I need to catch my breaths. I didn't time it, Doc, but it's it's a while. He's the only person in ring two. Now, while that's nothing a, that's is happening in ring one. Wrestler, something he would do, right? It's like two minutes, two and a half. It might have been about a minute, but because Bagwell finally gets dumped and now he's in there with Bagwell, but this just I I, I can't. <laughs> hey, young blood. Did I hear right that your mom shaves your bag bald? I didn't have Doc uh, imitating Tommy Rich on my bingo card tonight. I'm just throwing any. I'm I'm treating this like they're throwing shit up against the wall. Throwing <laughs> shit against the wall. If something sticks, that'll be great. All right. Well, how about I hit this fast forward button on this to get us to some exciting stuff here? So, right. well, around two twenty nine. Morton mm-hmm. no sold Li- uh, Liger. They got over there and started getting into it. And Morton just like right here when they're going at it, he started no selling him, and then got yeah, themselves I'm... eliminated. Yeah, he just he's getting up. Well, he scooted over to take the move. He just oh, you talking about right how he up. got up from that splash? Yeah. And Liger hits the. Here it comes. Uh, I'm gonna get right he back got up. Again. <laughs> okay. I don't blame Morton. That was. You can tell they planned this in the back. 
and that Morton's just getting up doing what Liger wants to do. Because they're go- they're both going too quick. Okay. And Morton, it felt like Morton wasn't used to that style. Right. That this was can... this this that whole sequence right there was called in the back. They're like, all right, we're gonna end up in ring ring two, and here's what we're gonna do to give some excitement. That's exactly I was what ask that you was. About that because that was weird for the untrained eye. But I'm glad that we have somebody who's so steeped in the Oops. industry that you could tell us what just happened there. You could just tell, man, you because you don't, you generally ain't planning something like that in a battle royal, bro. And they they straight up plan that shit. You can see it, because hey brother, hey brother, too quick. I, I hope you don't start talking that Japanese shit, because I don't understand it. But hey, here's the deal, brother. Um, this is your big debut, and it kind of sucks how they debuted you here. So I'm gonna try to help you out and get you over here. That's exactly what, what seemed like happened. Here's what we're gonna do. You do that flippity floppity Pearl Harbor shit. And I'll 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 let you throw me out. That's nice, Doc. What? And does he get a shot at his own belt? Uh, repeat that, because I don't. It, it looked like the recording paused just now. What'd you say? If Luger wins, does he get a shot at his own title? Do you just nailed broken logic in this thing, man? So if this is for a t- title shot, why was Luger in it to begin with? I can't answer that. Right. Call Jim Hurd and Dusty Rhodes up. We're down to Sting and Luger, which is completely understandable, and I don't have any problems with that. Is it a battle royal still, or did it turn into a match? So they really skirt the rules in this thing because Luger – sorry, my phone was buzzing because there's a – like a – whatchamacallit alert. You probably got the same thing. What? Um, uh, you know, what's that when a kid's missing? An Amber Alert? Yeah. Um, Luger Why throws Sting. with kids, man? Leave them alone. I know. Luger throws Sting through the ropes on the ramp. And then Harley tries getting involved, and Sting body slams Harley on a ramp, and it, it sounded off and got a nice little pop. Yeah. So then Sting and Luger end up on the floor. So they're, like, kind of squirting, you know, skirting the rules, but nobody. Squirt? Yeah, squirting the rules. Gross. Nobody. They're, they're like. They technically didn't get thrown over the top rope to the floor, but they got thrown onto the ramp. So it's like it's all over the place with the booking. And then they eventually fight back into the ring and Sting is going to sit Luger on the corner and he punts him a few times like he's um, the Dallas Cowboys punter. Um, It's great. Like the crowd is actually into it, man. So I I, like the the crowd was into this. Yeah. They're idiots, but whatever. They wow. were into this. I can't. Okay. I will not lie to you and deny. Look at that. Dude, they, they love Sting, man. I'm telling you. These people well, love Sting. Well, then let's Sting. do something with that. Well, he's already been a world champion, and maybe they are doing something with him. You ever thought of that? Right. Okay. Yeah, it's well, true. No. But, so, eventually, after Sting, you know, works over Luger, um, he ends up going for the uh, Stinger Splash, and he misses Luger, but I want to show these punts real quick. So here's Luger in the corner, and he's punting him. And Luger's selling it, man. Harley's in the ring. Harley gets bumped again. <laughs> I got to give Harley credit at his age, man. He's bumping all over the place tonight for Sting. He really is. Oh, man. He's almost like Ron Wright, except not in a wheelchair right now. Um, Sting misses a Stinger splash, so he's hanging over the rope. But he's not hanging over where he can go out. He's hanging where he would fall 
on the ring apron of the two ring. Did you notice they're now back in ring one and not in ring two? That's the other part I wanted to mention. What are we doing, man? I'm asking, Doc, what are we doing? Hard to say. Luger throws Sting out and Here's the thing. If we're going to push Sting, then there's so many better ways to do this. Luger throws Sting. He thinks Sting is gone, but Sting catches himself and comes back in and hulks up. And (laughs) this is pissing Doc off. I already can tell. Um, Sting hits Luger with a leg drop on the back and then hits Luger with the clothesline. Luger is hanging on, but Sting is going to push him over the top rope. Sting is the winner of Battle Bowl, and the pyro goes off, and the people go wild. Here, let's let's get some audio of it. Here's Sting, about to win. Offensively dominant, this crowd is going crazy. The moment is now. He's got to do it right now. Okay. Thank, thank God this is over. I don't like... Doc, has there ever been a show that we kicked in the balls more than this? I want you to think long and hard. I don't know. But I don't think so, with man. It, my problem with it is, is that this roster is stacked, and this is what they chose to do with it. It's a problem, bro. And I it's don't care if it's problem. dusty. I don't care if it was heard. I don't care if Flair was booking this from the WWF. It wasn't good. Nah, it's it's bad, bro. It was and bad. It was, there was no heat. It was sterile. And this is supposed to be Starcade. Guess we'll just kill Starcade. Okay. Two out of the last three years, we've just completely fucked it off. Okay. This is worse than... 89. Than the, it was. Yeah. It's By worse four. than that. And they have and more talent. You, or just as much. If you look back, you look at that year, and you're like, oh, that was bad. They did the Muda and, mm-hmm. and, and Doom. But, man, you look back and you go, well, that wasn't that bad compared to this. Nope. I'm right like, there with you. Like, you look back and go, well, I maybe shouldn't have complained in 89. But we should have kept is, our fucking mouth shut back then. Did you ever think about is, that? Maybe you should have just kept your fucking mouth shut back then. Well, well, here's the thing. Here, here, you and I here's had my this discussion. Thing. Don't rate something low because it can always get worse. Well, I was about to say that. Boy, you know we complain about a lot of stuff. And in life, we all complain about things. But here's the thing. Just know it can always be worse. Remember when we were complaining about being tired of Dusty's booking <laughs> before he got let go? And man... Jim Hurd comes along. Well, it wasn't just Jim Hurd first, but, you know, we, we had some bookers in between. Where's Kip Booker. Fry? He'll save us. Uh, January 8th or whatever it is. Right. K. Allen Fry, sir. Oh, I'm sorry. 
Yeah. But this this was not good, man. This nope. this is this is poo poo, man. I mean, we've we have covered some some shows in our years of doing this show, and we've been like, yeah, it was alright. You know, we've complained. Ah, this was. But even even on a Saturday night where we're like, man, this gets a D. It was it was a Saturday night. It was on cable, but that's essentially free TV, not a pay per view. This is a pay-per-view. This is your premier event. And this is what you rolled out to your fans. Mm. Not good. So I'm going to say this. Become a patron. TinyURL.com slash Patreon BTT. You can listen to all of our 400-plus Patreon shows along with the video versions of these things. You can see what Doc and I were talking about tonight, not only as you listen, but you can see what we reviewed. And uh, it greatly helps the show. And on that hey, note... Hey, man, watch it. You, when you watch it, you're going to see we weren't lying about a fucking thing. No, we weren't lying. On that note, Doc, it's time to rate it. Hand out the Toot Toot Award. I mean, what are you rating this thing, man? Because we just said that you can always get worse. I feel like I need to give myself some wiggle room on that. <laughs> so I'm going to say a D minus. Yeah, I got to agree with you. D minus. For sure. So then. Is who gets your toot toot award? Well, I'm listening. I feel like I want to kind of give it to Magnum for standing there all night getting paid, not having to say anything. Well, if you're going to do that, you might as well just give it to Missy. True. I always like to give it to Missy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One of these days she's going to listen to this and be like, who are these fucking goofs? Missy, I love you. I saw the I saw the selfie she took in the mirror a couple weeks ago at home, man. She's looking good. Okay. Okay. I follow her career to this day. Uh, um, so who are you who are you giving it to? Who gets the two two? Hey man. I I'm 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 in all honesty, I'm gonna try to to be serious here. He won Battle Bowl, I'm gonna give it to Sting. I don't. I, there's times when I go, man, two people deserve it, or maybe this person deserves it. And then there's times like this where I'm like, I honestly do not want to give it to anybody, but I'll give it to Sting. At the same time, Arn and Rude and Austin, they all put their working boots on to get through this nonsense. Zabisco might ought to get it for having to put up with the. That's what I'm talking about. Zabisco or Dustin or Morton, you know, having to get through that yeah. Elegante match. I mean, there's a bunch of candidates on a lower level, but I, I guess Sting, but I, I don't know. But this was, this was bad. This isn't for me. How about that? This is bad. If you, li- this if was you liked not it, good. if you're out there and you think we're being too hard, that, that could be fair. And if you liked it, hey, that's great. I'm glad yeah. that you found something in this that we couldn't find and if that floats your boat then hey it's a free country it's a big world 
I'm not mad at you for liking it. Just don't be mad at us for not liking it. All I'm saying is, you heard me at the beginning of this, JR also didn't like it. And this man was was calling the action. Hey, let me tell you. He thought it was dumb. If 92 don't pick it up, though, we're going to do the Graham thing, you know? No, we're not doing no Graham. That's not. Oh, no. Come on. No. Don't play gonna, like that. We're not I mean, say Burger stuff. King thing, bro. You know, if you're going to make that joke. Oh. Not not that. Man, I, people get mad. At <laughs> I get messages from people. I ain't listening to you goofs no more. Talking about Burger King thing. That's not funny. Don't make fun of that. Um, Well, we're making fun of our own selves. We're saying we hated working at Burger King so much that if we ever had to work there again long term, we do the Burger King thing. It's like a joke on ourselves. So we're poking fun at us, not anybody else. What like can we bruh, people have lost their mind in this world today. If I can't make a joke about my own pathetic work career, what the hell else can I do? We hated working at Burger King. The Burger King thing is something Doc and I would consider. I'm sorry. (laughs) I apologize for your annoyance if you don't understand. Okay, so but this is when you know you're dealing with a true Mark's mark is when they feel like they got to let you know this stuff. Like if you if you came across something that you didn't like, you just like, well, I guess I'm not going to do that anymore. Why do you need to feel the need to let us know? You think we're gonna change by now, Bruh, There's times when I when I like will listen back to something and go, God, that 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 really did sound bad. Maybe we shouldn't have said that. When when, when I tell you the the that's the furthest thing from my mind when I'm talking about the Burger King thing, I 100 percent mean that because it is a literally a joke about ourselves. But it, but here's the thing about out <sighs> this outrage bullshit. Go be outraged somewhere. I don't care. Why you got to tell me about it? <laughs> Keep scrolling. That's what Hopper says. And, That's my promo for this week. Anyway. I got to tell you, if I had to deal with one, whatever on the, deno- on the, on the denominator side, one, whatever it's of the, the correspondence bullshit that you hear and see, <laughs> this show would have been over years ago. Jesus. That's not good. Do you think I have the appetite to put up with that? Um, yeah. Because you no. know me. I'm not going to no-sell it. I'm not going to. I would just be like, I can't deal with this. If these people hate us this much, we can just not do it. <laughs> Don't remember. I remember that time somebody got mad because cause you, were, you were talking about, this is when we first started Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and you said, uh, Mike. I didn't think when when we start the Smoky Mountain show, we were literally going to st- set the Smoky Mountains on fire. <laughs> and that particular week, there really was a fire in the Smoky Mountains. And there were people who, I guess, lost their homes. And there were people that reached out to me like, you, you no good, insensitive pricks. And I was like, we we were talking about Smoky Mountain Wrestling being hot. Nobody was making fun of people losing their homes. So, here's the thing. 
It's insensitive. But why didn't they, if they're so worried about it, what would, did they lift a finger to start a GoFundMe for these people? They didn't contribute into nothing positive either. <laughs> they just want to argue was... and bitch. Everybody just wants somebody they can argue and bitch to. And guess what? I'm not your, I'm not your huckleberry on that. I ain't got it. <laughs> I got a wife. I got a job. And I got two kids. I'm up to my eyeballs in requests and feedback. Requested feedback. I remember, I remember that was the episode where there was like a couple people were like, get rid of Docker. I'm not listening no more. Well, Bro, Doc's, Doc's still here. Doc, Doc is prepared and punctual. What do you want? Doc, Doc is here. I don't know what you want me to say. We were just having fun on the show. And here's the anyway. thing: we were that was during my heel turn. So what was I supposed to do? Heel turn, y'all hear him? Anyway, I love all the people who don't get worked into a shoot. I appreciate we love you guys. That's why we do this is so we can get on here yeah. and bullshit and cut up and talk about shit and chop it up. And sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't agree. Probably somebody out there like this pay per view, man. I, like I said, I'm happy that you liked it. Chris Zoncha loves it. I could tell you that right I, now. He, he's that's a, he's a battleable guy. You, you watch this and you heard maybe something different than you think that's cool i got no problem with that i'm not gonna call you a moron for liking this you found something in it we didn't see it is five that's that's life it is what it is but no it is what it is freak this out, was, out this was battle bowl probably the worst show we've ever had to review this Bro, this is worse than Heroes of Wrestling, and I just watched that. I'm just going to put it out there. It worse because the expectation level when you have all of this talent yeah. in its prime yeah. is much higher than you go sure. in watching Heroes where you got a bunch of washed up old wrestlers, some of which are inebriated and blitzed out of their mind, and Yokozuna can't even move. But anyway... All right, well, we're going to get out of here. Uh, Harper should be back next week if uh, everything works out like we suppose it will. Doc, hit the tagline. Let's roll. Look at bitch.